Food is something that engages all of your senses. Taste, of course. Smell. Texture. Sometimes even what it sounds like will inform your experience of what you're about to eat. Think about the sizzle of a steak grilling in a pan, the satisfying crunch of a carrot between your teeth. Often, before you get to any of the rest of that, though, you rely on one thing. What it looks like. Your eyes eat first. When someone posts a picture of the dinner they just made, if it looks pretty, you fill in the blanks from there. It must have been delicious, right? If you're hungry and a snapshot of a pizza looking all cheesy and sexy shows up in your Instagram timeline, you suddenly know what you're about to have for dinner. We've done an episode in which we chat with food photographers. We've featured countless chefs and restaurateurs who've talked about how important it is to make sure their food looks good, to give people a visual space to enjoy it in, to be social media friendly. It's kind of how you get yourself out there. But it's also a way, I think, to further your enjoyment of your meal. You take a picture because it's awesome. You're excited to eat it. It's fun to remember that amazing dessert you had on vacation or show your fiancé what you want him to learn to cook for you. Andrew Glantz is a guy who's taken his fair share of food pictures and then some. I asked if he had any tips. Yeah, um, lighting is always a good thing. Um, So making sure that you're getting an angle that has some nice natural light on it. I don't love using the flash for uh, some food photos from your phone. Um, Getting a nice angle, so kind of going in like a 45 degree angle for food sometimes can be a good one. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think it's also just up to your personal preference to have fun with it. Whether you take the pics for yourself, for the likes, for your memory book, What if it could do more? What if that food picture could feed people in need? That's exactly what Andrew pictured, and he's making it happen. Looking to headquarter in St. Louis and, you know, hopefully become the next big uh, company in in St. Louis that's grown nationally. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, we're chatting with Gift a Meal founder and CEO, Andrew Glantz. How an idea to make food pictures profitable has now fed thousands of people. Um, they don't need to pay any money for it. It's just kind of money showing up for them and um, helps them out to support their awesome mission. How the app drove him to the brink of dropping out of college, what restaurants have to do with it, and how you can start feeding the planet one snap at a time. So a lot of it is just kind of believing in yourself and going for it. Plus food news, your weekend planner, and a very special guest. Uber. The word that was popular among my dorky middle school friends who wanted to say very or super, like something was uber fun, became uber ubiquitous years later because, well, you know, uber. The first time I took a ride in one, I was in Washington, D.C. A friend hailed the ride with her phone. I'll admit that maybe if I realized it was just a regular person driving their own car and not an actual professional cabbie, I probably wouldn't have agreed to get in the car Same thing with Airbnb. It sounded weird. I mean, staying in someone else's house? Yeah, that's weird. Until it isn't. Now, looking at it years later, those are just two of so many good ideas that someone had and ran with it. And now it's an app you've just got to download for your phone. If Gift-A-Meal isn't on that must-download list for you yet, it will be for when you go out to give back. I think it was just kind of looking first through my social feed and everything and seeing people posting the photos without any incentive, just wanting to share their food with other people. Um, and then just seeing that there was uh, that kind of gap of uh, 
you know, people looking to share out good things and positive uplifting things in the community, um, but not wanting to be like overly in your face about it all the time. Um, and so I saw this as an easy way to kind of tie those two concepts together. The app has 40,000 users with 250 partner restaurants and gift a meal has supplied over 615,000 meals to people in need. It's free to download. It's super simple. You literally just take a picture of your food when you're out to eat or bring home takeout. So I asked Andrew how it actually raises money. That's a great question. So the restaurants are paying a monthly subscription to gift a meal as a mix of marketing and giving back. So another reason for customers to go support their restaurant and then continue to return and promote that restaurant is the marketing benefits. Each photo a user takes at one of our partner restaurants or of their takeout or delivery purchase from one of our restaurants is one meal provided through a local food bank. The user is then given the option to share their photo on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and we give an additional meal for every social share that you do as well. So one photo if it's shared on gift meal, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is four meals provided. The meal giving happens at the end of the month when they tally how many photos are shared on different platforms. They then donate the cost equivalent of that many meals to a local food mission. Here in St. Louis, that's Operation Food Search. They also have restaurants and partner food banks in Chicago, Detroit, and Kansas City. We're donating money to you know try to every month be uh, a growing source of recurring donations to them. Um, they don't need to pay any money for it. It's just kind of money showing up for them and um, helps them out to support their awesome mission. You seem like the type of person who's probably had good ideas before, but what what to you made you think, no, this, this right here, this is the good idea? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a gut feeling. I spent two months of research, you know, like talking to people, running it by people and everything. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't like there was a certain eureka moment or validation from other people at the beginning that made me think it was that exceptional. Um, I mean, you know, when you send out a survey to a bunch of classmates when you're doing a project and say, oh, would you use this um, app? You know, 90% of people would say yes. Um, but there's a big difference in terms of people saying they would do something versus actually doing something. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So when we initially launched Gift a Meal, um, you know, we, it was hard to get people onto the app originally before we really built this concept out. Um, and so, you know, it's something really interesting to, um, to think about is that, you know, now it seems like something of, oh, obviously, like, why didn't I think of that beforehand? But in the beginning stages, a lot of people were like, oh, Andrew, like, you know, I don't know if people are actually going to do that. Um, like, is that anything like taking a photo to give a meal? Like, eh, like, I don't know, why don't you do something? you know, with like coupons, like Groupon, they're a really big company. Um, like why would people just do it for just a socially conscious incentive? Is that going to be enough for people? Um, and so, you know, it's not as obvious in the moment, um, only really with hindsight. And so a lot of it is just kind of believing in yourself and going for it. And Andrew really had to believe in himself. The LA native was a junior at Washington University when he launched the business. Innovation isn't necessarily creating something new, it's creating connections and pulling from existing things. So, um, you know, but the idea originated when I was at a restaurant on a lunch break at an internship, and I was talking with the other intern about how people discover restaurants. You know, we're talking about word of mouth recommendations, Yelp, Open Table, all that stuff. And then later on in the conversation, separately, we were talking about how people support a lot of millennials, especially support businesses based on the values of the business and want that to be synced up with their own. Um, and we talked about how then millennials are sharing things out on social media about um, charitable causes and the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge and virality and stuff like that. And uh, that led us to talk about 
you know, buy one, get one models with Tom Shoes and Morby Parker. And, uh, you know, we kind of combined all these different trends about restaurant discovery, buy one, give one models, uh, people making purchases based on values and socially conscious incentive, incentives and the trend of people posting photos of food and combine that all into one for the take a photo, gift a meal, con gift a, give a meal concept with gift a meal. Um, and so then I put my savings into it to hire an app development company. I knew nothing at the time about startups and just kind of risked it all on it and bet on myself and then just kind of went from there and learned as I went and leaned on the support of other people. That included a $50,000 investment from Capital Innovators in St. Louis. The first time, he says, they invested in an undergrad startup. It became difficult for him to balance running a startup and, you know, graduating from college. But in 2017, he did it. And he's been working as the CEO of Gift a Meal ever since. The entrepreneurship scene here has exploded during my time in St. Louis. Um, and everybody's so willing to help and give advice. Um, from the business perspective, it's a lot less expensive to run a business here than it is in LA. Um, and I'm also able to like pay myself a salary of 30K a year and get by on that in St. Louis. And I would not be able to do that in LA to cover the cost of rent and everything. Um, and so both from my personal perspective to be able to like survive as an entrepreneur and then also from the business perspective for cost, um, that was great. And then also just my personal happiness and uh, the connections that I've been able to get for gift a meal um, have all just been extraordinary. And just having a really happening restaurant scene here. Um, and so now that's really led us to look at um, cities similar to St. Louis as we look to expand as well. Um, and so now we're looking at Kansas City as a spot to expand into. We just signed up um, 32 Lines Choice locations. Um, five of those are in Kansas City. And so now we're going to look to build up the Kansas City market around those five Lines Choice locations too. And um, we're really excited about this, that as well. But looking to headquarter in St. Louis and, you know, hopefully become the next big uh, company in, uh, in St. Louis that's grown nationally. I might take a picture of my food anyway and share it because it's a fun, trendy restaurant. And these are restaurants that I don't want to say are doing okay because it's 2021, yeah. early 2021. And obviously there are other factors at play here, but restaurants that people know about and hear about. So from a business perspective for these restaurants, um, why are they jumping on board with you? And why are they choosing to be part of Gift a Meal when they could be getting marketing for free with the Instagram pictures, for example? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the restaurant owners are really motivated by the give back element of it. Um, and they also really like that it's the customer getting involved in the give back experience. So it's really bringing the customer close to that restaurant's brand in a socially conscious way and building that up and that type of brand loyalty. The app costs restaurants around 80 bucks a month to be part of, which means at the very least, they're on the list when you're scrolling through the Gift a Meal app trying to figure out where to eat. The company's done some case studies with St. Louis restaurants, most recently with Espresso Yourself Coffee and Cafe. Over 16 months, they looked at the data. Compared to non-Gift-A-Meal customers, the Gift-A-Meal customers' spending habits covered the cost of that subscription each month five times over. Gift-A-Meal customers spent more, came by more often, and tipped bigger by about 50%. And we were able to actually see that these results were increased during the pandemic. So gift meal customers became even better. They were spending more, tipping more, returning more frequently during the pandemic as well. So um, that's been a silver lining in all this that I hope continues. And it sounds like what you're saying is this social consciousness, this give back mentality mm -hmm. is becoming part of the um, 
the character makeup of the St. Louis restaurant scene. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that really stands out about the St. Louis restaurant scene is how socially conscious the restaurant owners are. Um, and I think that it is becoming more of an expectation for businesses to be giving back in addition to serving up a good product of, you know, like food and uh, drink and good service. have to take a picture all the time uh, of my food because that's how I remember what the best thing I had to eat that week was. And then Me that's, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of times when I go through and I'm just like, okay, what are all the pictures of uh, food I've taken? Uh, producer Dory joining me with a very sweet special guest from her home bureau right now. Hi, Brutus. Yes. <laughs> He's yawning. <laughs> Got a new little puppy, little beagle puppy Aww. named Brutus. I can't remember <laughs> if we've talked about him on the podcast yet or we're waiting because we didn't have a name to debut, but he's he's darling. We'll have to put a picture up on our Instagram because Brutus is just the cutest right now. Yes, he's sitting in my lap right now. So if you hear extra little sniffs in the microphone or a little jingle here and there, that's definitely him or a yawn. He's yawning right now. Um, yeah, I think we were waiting and actually my husband was like, you haven't talked about Brutus on the podcast yet yet so <laughs> here we go it's <laughs> the making Bru- his debut the, the day brutus <laughs> hi okay now everybody now the world gets to hear my puppy talk voice too i'm like oh you little puppy he's so cute oh my gosh his eyes okay focus 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 <laughs> podcast podcast yes we're talking about gift a meal i just i just love this idea uh love that it's happening in st louis and hopefully we'll wind up being a nationwide thing Yeah. So I like how you explained how this is kind of like good for everyone. Right. Um, Such a brilliant idea. And he was doing this while at Wash U, which is just I I'm thinking back to my Mizzou days and I could barely handle what I was doing there, much less, you know, starting a whole business. How did he get through? Did he talk about kind of like juggling everything at the same time? Yeah, he actually says he like he said he almost dropped out, which I was like, what? How do you get to wash you and then almost drop out? But the way that he described it is actually kind of funny. He says he basically learned how to do school better by also like not doing school as well as you would think. By that, I mean, he says he learned how to go to his lectures and really just like absorb and then not do his reading homework, actually, which like I thinking about it now, I'm like, duh, that's such a good idea. He didn't even wind up buying textbooks by his senior year, he said. He whoa. Yeah. Also, it probably saved a bunch of money if you're a lot of money, saving some money by doing that. Uh, Wind up switching. It wound up switching majors eight times, though, he said. Wow. Wow. I couldn't have even thought of eight majors that uh, I would be interested in. But uh, yeah, a lot of juggling. But he says that he just kind of focused his priorities and wound up graduating with honors. So we're glad he did. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah. Great idea. Absolutely. So I didn't ask him, though, how much beer might have uh, been part of his college experience. I know it was a major part of mine at Indiana University (laughs) um, with just two majors and not running a business at the time. But we have some (laughs) beer to talk about, among other things, in our food news roundup. Dory, let's start it off. Yeah. So I wanted to bring up this story first because it's sort of one of those concepts that you guys talked about where a company is kind of seeing the bigger picture and things and giving back to the community. And honestly, when you guys were talking about that in in this episode, I realized I do think about that probably more than I even realized that I'm kind of considering that when making my choices for supporting people. But 
There's another reason why people can now support Four Hands. They're coming out with a new beer called Statewide. It's a hazy pale ale with hints of citrus and stone fruit. But really the reason why you'd want to check out this beer is because a portion of every purchase is going to go towards Veterans Community Project, which is building a village in St. Louis with 50 tiny homes for at-risk vets. This is going to be like a little community for them that's also going to include some on-site support services. So really an amazing thing that they're all doing here. So this beer statewide goes on sale May 4th. It'll be available statewide, as the (laughs) name implies. Um, And this is similar to their citywide beer, which every quarter they raise money for a different community organization. And I was looking them up on um, online yesterday and they've raised like quarter of a million dollars for organizations just by selling beer, just going with you going to the grocery store and buying a beer has helped raise a quarter of a million dollars. You're right. I think that we're getting, that's becoming more and more something that people are thinking about subconsciously and now forehands giving us another way to do that. Very cool. Yeah. And it takes no extra effort on your part too. You know, you're just supporting your local business and it's, they're supporting others. So a win, win, win for everybody. Absolutely. Um, so eat right is one of those stories that anytime we have anything to do with that on our website, I know Dory that you're seeing a lot, you see a lot of traffic. Uh, A lot of people are interested in what's going on. So what is the latest with eat right diner downtown over by the ballpark? They are making a comeback. So happy to report this. The iconic St. Louis restaurant coming back soon. Um, so chef, Tim Egan, he signed papers to lease that space. Um, He told, he talked with our Rennie Knott and said that that little tiny iconic building was exactly what he's been looking for. He's always wanted a small diner. Um, He's been in the restaurant business a couple decades, about 26 years now. He also said that he's not really going to mess with tradition too much. So you should be able to go there and still expect those freshly smashed burgers and just really good fries that they have. Um, But he does want to put his own twist on the menu. But I mean, great news all around here. Eat Right Diner coming back, an institution near downtown or in downtown near Bush. I just can't imagine going down to a ball game and seeing that space boarded up. So really happy and glad to see that that's coming back again. Big news here when it comes to um, going out to eat, uh, going planning your summer events. Of course, the pandemic is still ongoing. Hopefully, it's we're definitely in a good place when it comes to vaccinations and hopefully we can continue being in a good place when it comes to vaccinations. Uh, check out ksdk.com slash vaccine to make sure that you are getting your shot. One of the biggest things, by the way, Dory, I've talked to a couple different doctors who say one of the biggest things that they're hearing from people after they get their vaccine is that they're going out to eat. They're planning Uh on going and sitting at a restaurant, um, even in some cases sitting on the patio, but a lot of times being able to sit indoors when they've been avoiding that. So I think that that is great news for the food and restaurant industry. Um, And we also have some more news as it relates to COVID. Yeah, so St. Louis County making it a little bit easier for people to get out and enjoy restaurants. The curfew for uh, restaurant bars and businesses has been lifted. No more curfew. They were having to close at midnight. So a lot of establishments will be able to stay open until their normal one, one thirty, And, you know, in some cases three, um, they can, they can do that now. Um, and then one other little fun fact with, uh, St. Louis County's restrictions that were loosened, this happened last Friday. So it's been in effect for about a week now. 
arcade games can be plugged in and played again. So if you're at any places, bowling alleys, those sorts of places that they've been, you know, unplugged and turned off, those can be open again. Just no eating or drinking by them. That's one of their restrictions with that. Which I feel like is an okay thing most of the time anyway. Like I love the arcade games at a bar or restaurant, but like, I'm like, I'm queen of hand sanitizer, even in (laughs) non-pandemic times, but yeah, that gives you something fun to look forward to also when you go out. Yes. Um, so that's a plus, a positive thing. But, you know, like you were saying, the, the pandemic is still not over. We're still seeing some ramifications of, you know, restrictions in place here. And that includes Pride Fest for this year. Um, for the second year in a row, it's not going to happen again during Pride Month. Um, the June event in the Grove has been pushed back to actually it's not just the Grove. I think it's just all over St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, been pushed back to June of next year. So they basically said that they couldn't get the permits needed for the kind of event they wanted to throw with capacity and distancing restrictions still in place. So they said it was best to start looking ahead to 2022. Um, Makes sense. You know, that's two, I'm looking at my calendar now, it's two months away. They kind of have to make a call right now on these sort of bigger gatherings because you don't exactly know what the restrictions are going to be in two months, but Mm -hmm. you got to plan now for something like that. Um, I think pride 2022 is going to be insane. (laughs) It's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be good. I I agree. And, and think that they're doing the right thing here and looking ahead and just making 2022 a blast. Absolutely. Well, that's looking forward, but looking back, Dory, I want to know what the best thing is you had to eat this week. Yeah, so kind of what you were saying, more people getting out and about, wanting to eat at restaurants and such. Um, So actually this week, my husband, Jason, and I, we had a weeknight where we were both free. So we're like, let's get out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We just like have not been able to get out and go to dinner in a long time. So we we got a table. We sat on the sidewalk out in front of Layla in the Grove. Yes. Grove. Um, have, have you, you've been right. You oh yeah. It? I had Layla this past week. Also, it wasn't going to be my best thing I had to eat, but like, I mean, it was very delicious, but yes, I had Layla in the past week too. takeout. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really good. Um, and speaking of like getting comfortable enough to go back in restaurants, sitting out on the sidewalk, um, you know, you got cars driving down Manchester and you're trying to talk with somebody. You just kind of get to that point where like, I can't wait till I can get back inside and not yeah. have to be screaming over a dump truck that's yeah. <laughs> driving down the street. Looking forward to that. Anyway, um, so what I got was the Time Bomb Burger. It's kind of like a barbecue burger, um, which I don't usually go for, but it had a, a lemon garlic mayo with jalapenos on it, which sounded really good. It was pretty good. Um but really what else I liked, so Layla is known for burgers and shawarma. So they have some Mediterranean sides, right? So instead of getting French fries, I got hummus and pita, which was like a nice light kind of addition to the meal. Um, and if you went there recently, you know that they have a great cocktail list and, and great, amazing punny names for all their drinks. Um, so I was immediately drawn to this one drink called the Mezcali Kokin. <laughs> <because laughs> It's a great pun. I love mezcal. Always down for a 90s themed pun. It's so good. <laughs> so I, I ordered up the mezcali caulkin. Um, it was really good. It was like a refreshing kind of limey drink. It had chartreuse in it. It was great. Nice little patio weather drink and, you know, a name that you, you just can't beat. Okay. I want, if anybody, if anyone is listening to this, um, <laughs> send us a DM on Instagram. What 
cocktail name would you come up with based on my name and Dory's name? I want to know about that. Ooh, that could be fun. That could be fun. Like Mezcali Calkin. That's so funny. How have I never heard of that before? How has nobody else thought about it? That's fantastic. I love that. That's yes. great. That's great. Yes. So, so how about you? Yeah, mine, it's kind of funny because, uh, again, mine's hinging on this whole going back to normalcy type of thing. So I'm just going to put her out there right now. It's not like it was the greatest food I've had in all week, but it was a lot about the experience. Um, so I went down to Ballpark Village on Monday night uh, when the Cardinals were playing. It's the night that they lost. Um, I should have gone last night, Tuesday night. Um, but it was, you know, we were not really sure, like hadn't bought any tickets yet, but we were like, well, maybe we'll grab some tickets at the gate or something. But of course they're doing things in pods. And so it's mm-hmm. a little bit trickier to just like go down to the gate. And go to play. a game. Right. Exactly. Um, but still it went down to ballpark village just because, not having cable, it's a little easier to see the game, frankly, just being downtown, but then also just like wanted to be around people again. And it, the, it was a nice night to be able to do so and went down to the new sports and social, um, was able to grab a table like out in that area, um, you know, in the plaza, the Together Credit Union Plaza, like right on the edge of that and drank some beer out of some Budweiser beer out of a glass that had a picture of Nelly on it that said, I'm from the Lou and I'm proud. Got to see, you know, the scattering of other Cardinals fans down there watching the game together. I got a flatbread, like a buffalo chicken flatbread, and it was it was pretty good. It, it was good. Again, it wasn't like any kind of piece of culinary magic, but it was really good for also only being $9. It's like $8 Ooh, yeah. something, something cents for having a whole meal at the ballpark for $9 is pretty dang good. And there weren't nearly as many people down there as there would be uh, even just, you know, on a normal Monday night game. So of course you can still see that people are taking, I, I saw that as a good thing that like people are still taking it seriously and staying home while it's, that's still the best option, but I'm, it just got me excited again. Like, man, we're getting there. Like it, it felt really good to be down at, but near Bush stadium again, um, a couple of weeks ago, we ran through a bunch of different options for going down and watching the game and being part of the action from outside of Bush stadium. And so, um, give that episode a listen if you haven't yet. And it was, it was just fun. It's just, it, I, lo- I missed it. I, I was going to say, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that experience for you. Cause that sounds great. Just being around that atmosphere. There's just nothing like that Cardinals game ballpark atmosphere downtown um, and being able to experience that again for the first time in a year and a half, probably. Yeah. yeah. What a moment. Um, I think I saw you share a picture of that, or you sent me a picture or something. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about how that was, because as part of our trying to figure out where we were going to go out last night, I'm like, Oh, you know, I think we could go down to ballpark village. They have so many tables and like a lot of outdoor space out there, but we were still kind of concerned about it being too difficult to kind of maneuver and park and all of that downtown just yeah. because there is a ball game. There was a ball game going on mm-hmm. even with limited capacity. I will, I would say that I'd give it a try, especially on a weeknight uh, next opportunity mm-hmm. you get, because it, th- we could have fit a lot more people there and still been socially distanced. It was oh, pretty, okay. it was, pr- I don't want to say bare because, you know, I'm not good at, estimating crowd sizes so all together there might have been more people than I realized but um we could look around and there was nobody at the table behind us or the one behind that or the one in front of us there was plenty of space so I definitely recommend it and I will say I got uh I actually got tears in my eyes when Yachty hit that homer and the fireworks went off because I was like oh 
Like, man, I miss that. I mean, it <laughs> would have been great if we won the game, but you know, all that being said, there's, there's still plenty of season left. Yes. And a Yachty Homer. Oh yes. Love I it. No, you gotta love it. All right. So this weekend, um, you know, whatever you wind up doing, be safe, uh, check Instagram, because as we've said before, a lot of times places have changed their operating hours or, you know, which meals they're serving. Maybe they want you to call ahead, but whatever you wind up doing, have fun and be safe. Uh, we only have a one little thing we wanted to let you guys know about. That's the origami in the garden. Um, that's debuting actually at the Missouri botanical garden. And it sounds pretty cool because I understand it looks like large, giant pieces of origami. I mean, have you seen any pictures of this? That sounds pretty cool. I've seen picture of it, pictures of it. So they're huge statues. They're metal sculptures, essentially, that look like origami. Um, kind of a cool little thing. I can't remember how many exact pieces they have, but maybe like close to a couple dozen kind of throughout the garden. Um, so you can go and check this out starting Saturday. You don't have to go this Saturday, though. You can kind of take your time because this is, exhibit is lasting through October 10th. So it's going to be here several months. Um, and you can just check this part, check this out as part of your normal admission to the garden. The gardens are asking people to continue doing reservations because capacity is limited. I was listening to one of their live streams they did last week or two weeks ago. I think they're still operating at 25% capacity. So just know that if it's going to be an extra beautiful Saturday or Sunday, you probably want to get your reservations in early, get your tickets early because they have been selling out. Um, you know, warmer weather, warmer weather here now and lots of extra flowers blooming and just people feeling a little bit more comfortable and getting out and about. So could be a nice little way to kind of get out into the world again. Absolutely. I've been trying the past couple of weekends and I, I wait until like Thursday to try to get tickets and they're sold out. So definitely yep. if you're here, if you're hearing this, start planning ahead for the following Next weekend. Week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I am Abby Larico. And I'm Dory with Brutus over here. <laughs> yeah, special thanks to Brutus for making his podcast <laughs> debut and being so cute and sweet and quiet the whole time. Make sure you're yeah. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast so you never miss a beat. Leave us a rating and a review as well, and hit us up on Instagram at Abby Eats St. Louis. We want to know what you want to know about. Uh, always curious to hear about different story ideas, and we love it when you send those to us. Have a fantastic weekend. Be safe. Enjoy the sunshine and seize the plate. Woohoo! He was very good. He was pretty good. He, he was a good boy. Like-